You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. No, we are so happy you're here because today is crazy. I'm so excited you decided to listen, and I'm here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hello. How are you, buddy? I'm doing so good today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm just I just feel an abundance yeah. of joy, an abundance of excitement because mm-hmm. I use my abundance essential oils. Uh oh, here comes a commercial. Oh, here why. comes a commercial. Oh, She's gonna goodness. spit the oil through the mic. <laughs> Sponsored by Young Living. Yeah, there we go. Essential oils. <laughs> no, I, I no, but it's true. You, it's all true. the while I was driving over here, I kept smelling this spicy oil. I'm okay, like, oh my it. goodness, this must be my abundance. Okay, oil. I gotta try that. But you know what? I also prayed as I inhaled, I was praying that today our <laughs> listeners were going to be splashed filled and splashed abundantly with our guests today. Yeah, well, I'm sure they are so. because I, I am super excited for this guest. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, I guess I've you known would her be. for quite a while. Yeah, you kind of gave birth to yeah, her. I did. So let's welcome <laughs> little buddy Candace. Hi. Hi <laughs> so, quick little introduction for those of you who've been on Mars. Um, some of you probably know Candace from. The last 35 years, she started on I know, huh? Full House, yeah. right? Um, grew up on television as DJ and now in the reprise version of Fuller House going into the fourth season. She also... Who would have ever thought? Right? I know. Only God. Five years later. 35. 30. 35. 30. Oh. <laughs> no, Candace still looks 20. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that makes me look younger, too. That's right. <laughs> and then Dancing with the Stars and the co-host of The View, which I can't wait to unpack that. And then, obviously, you are the queen of Hallmark. We'll just call... I'm just crowning her right now in the room. Oh, yeah. You're the queen Thank of Hallmark. Thank you. 14 movies, producing, New York Times bestselling author. She's an inspirational speaker. And guess what else, everyone? She's going to be her... No. Der- no, no, I'm saying oh. what? Directing. Is yes. this true? Rumor true? Yes. Directing an episode of Fuller House this season. Yeah. Woo! My big Matt's going to be in the front debut. row. He's coming that day. He can't wait. All right, Matt. <laughs> producer Matt. I'll need your help. Yeah. <laughs> Any advice? <laughs> I'm open. But the thing that I most love about you is the intentional wife you are to Val, the mother you are to Max. Love and Natasha. I went backwards just for Max. Did you notice that? No. I did. See, everyone Max, I'm so happy no. about that. Max, that was for you. Love Max. Oh. So Cam, what Such have you been up to besides you know being all over the world? I love your Instagram, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Oh like my I'm traveling. Car- it was really fun. I just got back from a trip. I was talking about my new book, Kind is the New Classy, and I went to New York, I was in New Jersey, I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Nashville, Tennessee, and I did some book signings and There were a lot of people that came up and said, I love your Instagram stories and your car chronicles are the best. (laughs) And it made me feel so good. Like, oh, you even know the name of it. So you guys are actually watching and that's really fun. I just talk about random things in my car because the lighting's really good. And that's the truth. That's why I do car chronicles. It's the (laughs) best light. I don't even have to put a filter on. No, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I'll have to remember that. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get the car, Barb. It's really good. We're doing podcasts for a reason. <laughs> Stop. I'm just saying. But can we talk about Kind is the New Classic? Yeah, let's talk about it. Because it's amazing because this book for me is so true to who you are. I mean, it's it, and your mom, to be totally honest. But mm-hmm. you dedicated this book 
to your mom. I did. I know. Don't cry, mom. I know. No I know. one can oh, see it. I know. Oh, You'll just hear a wobbly so, voice. I know. The, the, the tears. I mean, you don't have to ever to give her a Mother's Day gift again. I mean, you just That's dedicate right? a book to your mother. I'm like set. That. You're set You're for life. Set, Look at <laughs> Good. You're thanks. Set. So how did she tell you that she... I was over at her house. We were having dinner and she said, oh, mom, I have something for you. And she pulled the book out and I was like, oh, because I had recognized the cover and everything and I was so excited. And uh, I was... I was like, oh, thank you, honey, thank you. And then that was it. And she says, no, no, mom, look inside. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she opens it up. Shall I read it? Can sure. I read it? Can I read it? Yes. Ooh. To my mom, Barbara, the epitome of kindness, compassion, love, and class. Thank you for being the best example of all. Mm-hmm. I love you. It's okay, true, yeah, mom. It is true. Uh, You know what? Sometimes I don't feel that way, but um, to have your daughter or any of your children honor you like that, um, Mm -hmm. I will keep this forever. I love you too. Your your picture just went on the mantle. It just got. Yes, (laughs) you're the the favorite. Everything's just. No, Kirk will always be the favorite, but that's okay. (laughs) We know. We know. It's fine. He's my favorite son. There we go. Right. Okay. That's that's an exit right there. I think I got a couple you are extra our princess, points, though. You, you know. did. Well, this is true. I yes. am the princess. She's the princess. <laughs> but tell the listeners, though, what inspired that. Not that everyone probably hasn't heard because you've been all over the world talking about it. But it is kind of cool how this book was birthed. Yeah. So the inspiration really came from my time at The View. Mm-hmm. And that was really just a starting point because it's a lot more than just that. Right. But I sat at a table with four other women who, for the most part, did not have the same viewpoint or worldview that I had and had to share my opinion and go back and forth with them. And I learned how to have a dialogue with people that didn't agree with me. And I always wanted to come away from it being kind and respectful, to really listen to them, to their viewpoint, and hear what they had to say still be strong in my opinion, but I never wanted it to get emotional and angry. Mm. And I heard a lot of comments from people after saying, how could you sit at that table and not go nuts? You didn't get riled riled up. (laughs) And so that's what really inspired me. I said, well, I always want to be kind. I want to stay classy and respectful, no matter what the situation is. So let's talk about that and let's bring, put the spotlight back on kindness. Mm. And that was the starting point for the book. Mm. And I was in the front row at one of these live tapings and we all know New York's a blue state. It just, it just is. Mm -hmm. And And you were on it during the election. Right. An election year. More difficult. I mean, girl. (laughs) No, I mean, the day I came to watch you on the show was the day before your birthday. Um, And so it was April 5th. I remember like yesterday. Right. And Hillary Clinton was a guest on the show. Yeah, and so you were like... That's um, crazy. Right? You just said that and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. I interviewed Hillary Clinton. Right, <laughs> you kind of crazy. You're kind of I a bit of a big deal. forget about that. Oh. But you see how far kindness takes you. And this is what I'm saying. Like you leak kindness. And for those listening that don't know Candace or Sue, that's really who she is. Right. Like I've known her since she was 15 and you gave birth to her. Yeah. You really are, buddy. And it's like, it's crazy because that's a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's not something that yeah. we naturally can do, right? That's a fruit of the spirit that lives in you. Exactly. It takes 
a lot more effort to be kind than That's to right. be angry yeah. because anger just surfaces up. That's our, our emotional mm. knee-jerk reaction right. is to get angry. So you, it takes self-control, mm-hmm. which is fruit Great of the spirit, spirit yeah. mm-hmm. to be kind. But the great thing about kindness is that it's so simple to be kind to people. It is the smallest and simplest acts that you can start with that will make a huge difference mm-hmm. in someone's day, mm-hmm. just like smiling at them. I was just going to say, just, okay. to just smile. smiling. Just so, saying, so how are you? Okay, so yesterday I'm at the grocery store, and this woman, we were just, I was waiting for uh, the produce guy to um, get something for me that wasn't out on the, um, the table. And uh, I'm waiting, and this woman, she's kind of walking toward me, and she just gave me this big smile, and she said, hi, how are you today? <laughs> and I'm just like, hi. I'm like, yeah. I'm great, how are you? And it was just like so... It was just a great it, it exchange. Great, it makes your day yes, happy. You're like, wow, my someone... Day, and I hope I made her day, and I'm like, wow, in California. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I mean, really? Can I, I, I and I'm going to interrupt you to tell, tell your listeners this story, because when I had moved to Florida, I don't know if I put this story in my book. I can't remember. When I had moved to Florida 10 years ago, I was eight months pregnant with Max. Right. I'd had Natasha and Lev. And my, a woman walked through my garage door to, into, you know, mm-hmm. to knock on at my door, but it was weird not to come to the front door right. to, for someone to walk through the garage. Must and be then a Florida thing. <laughs> she, I opened the door. I'm like, yes. And this woman said, hi, I've baked you some cookies. Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> and she was, had these beautiful blue piercing mm. eyes and just a beautiful woman. But I took the cookies and I said, thank you. And she said, well, I just want to welcome you, and if you need any help, I've heard that you have two other kids, and I see that you're pregnant, and if you'd like me to go to the grocery store for Mm. you, or do any errands for you, um, please let me know, and I said, oh, okay, thank you, so nice to meet you, (laughs) I live right down the street, okay, I closed that door. I went straight to the garbage and threw the cookies in the garbage because I said she probably put something in them. Right. I know. Nobody does this in L.A. or California. Nobody is that nice. Who (laughs) offers to go buy groceries? She's going to duck my kids. She wants to now babysit my kids. Totally. That's what I thought. Right. And then she ended up becoming one of my mentors in Bible study and Mm. one of my dearest friends. That was Debbie. Yeah, that was Debbie. Debbie Moreland. Kind. Kind is the new classy. I learned a blueberry pie from her, the best blueberry pie. Oh my it's gosh. really good. It's, it's a no so bake. Good. Yeah, no bake no blueberry bake. pie. Ooh. So good. I'll have to bake one. Yes, we'll bring that. We'll bring a little splash of the pie. What's crazy is when I was interviewing your mom when when I was interviewing Barbara the first episode of Splash. She was talking about how you guys weren't raised in a Christian home, right? And That's people, true. I'm sure, are shocked hearing that because Felicia, our producer, goes, "What?" I mean, reading your books and seeing how bold you are and and watching you on television. So when did that shift? When did that shift? Well, even though we weren't raised in a Christian home, my mom and dad always taught us the golden rule. And you guys, we, I 
believe we're raised in a very moral home. You yes. always taught mm-hmm. us the difference between right and wrong and lying and respect, respect and courtesy. I mean, all, yeah, all yeah, of those all things of, yep. that I take to heart and talk about in my book now because I want to make sure my kids have those. <laughs> and I think that's why people are probably surprised that Mm -hmm. we didn't go to church growing up. It wasn't until I was 12 years old. That was the first time I had gone to church. We went to church as Mm -hmm. a family Mm -hmm. and it changed everything. It started our walk and our relationship with God. But we have, we have two other sisters and Mm -hmm. my brother. Mm -hmm. And the really cool thing is each and every one of us have a relationship with God. Now Mm -hmm. we're all walking with Christ. It all came at a different Different time for Mm -hmm. every single one of us, including my mom and Mm -hmm. dad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to share because it wasn't like, hey, we're a family and now we're going to become Christians. Right. Right. It was like, no, it's a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Personal, not meaning you have to hide it. You got to, you want to share it with everyone, but, but, but it's between you and God, meaning you're, you're not walking with God just because your family claims it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So th- when I started really diving into a relationship and wanting to get to know him and started reading my Bible and learning my Bible, I was in my early 20s. It was mm-hmm. right after I had Natasha. Once I started having kids, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, how do I want to mm-hmm. raise them? And mm-hmm. what do I need to teach them spiritually? And then I realized, well, I don't even go to church and I don't even read my Bible, but I consider myself a Christian, but I really don't know anything about it. And that changed everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that was huge. I remember when you made that decision to kind of step out from Hollywood and just mm-hmm. start being a real intentional mom. Right. Which was, was not an easy was, transition. No. no, right. Cause I'd been working since I was five years old all the way up until I was 21. Oh, That's yeah. when I was pregnant with Natasha um, oh and gosh. I got married at 20 people right. and That's I had right. her at 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that, you know, just say, I, I would have people look at me cause they, I still look like I was 12 when right. I was pregnant I and know. they thought like, Oh, how sad for that poor little mean? girl is <laughs> pregnant. And I'm like, people no people I married door. and this was intentional. We're starting a family. People Thank would you. come to the door of her home <laughs> and they go, Oh, is your mother home? <laughs> Because I, I am the mother. Right. Yep. <laughs> now I love it. Yeah, I know, I right? Natasha and I are sisters, of course. <laughs> I, I know it's the best. But that time, I remember you were getting very intentional about your faith, about preparing your field as a mom and a wife in terms of just devouring. That's what's amazing about the Bible. I mean, even when I gave birth to Blake in 96, which you're the godmother of Blake, he got married at 22. He's following you. Now let's not hope a kid comes at 22. (laughs) He's trying to go to law school. Um, But it's crazy because there are 63 verses in the Bible on parenting. I didn't know one of them. Right. Right. There's verses on marriage and and money. And I mean, everything's in the book. Like Mm -hmm. the rule book is kind of a bestseller. Been Mm -hmm. around for 2,000 years, the Bible. But it's crazy how when you go into those seasons of your life, all of a sudden... That information is important to me. Like, I need to know that information. Yes. But I watched as you got a group, like a community around you. Like, tell me about that because here you were being offered other things. I mean, make it or break it, then you were going to start well, to launch. Well, that was a little bit later. So we had moved to Florida because my husband, Val, right. is a professional hockey player. He's retired now. But 
that's why we were living in Florida. And then I had to look at schools for kids, preschool and all these mom decisions. And that's where the whole, where my faith started to come to the forefront of what do I want to teach them? And once I started reading the Bible and it was literally one day, the veil just fell off and I started reading those words and they they meant something. They mm. made sense now. Whereas before, I was so confused trying to read a Bible. I'm like, where do I start? What book do I read? I don't right. know how to study this. And so I'd stick it back on a shelf. But one day it just clicked. And I know that's because I was seeking God. Right. I wanted those answers. And I had stopped working because Val was playing hockey. Right. And Florida we knew Panthers. that we wanted to have one of us at home full time. So I was putting my career down so that I could be a stay-at-home mom and raise my kids. Yeah. And when I decided that my faith was important and I didn't want to get it wrong at the end of the day, so to speak, right. I really wanted to know what that Bible said. I was just, I just started praying like, God, please don't ever let this fire burn out from mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Please always just keep me fueled to want to know you more and grow and learn and be an ambassador for you, be a mm-hmm. vessel for you. All these things that now I look at and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, God certainly <laughs> has done that. Yeah, be careful. But that was my prayer the very mm-hmm. first day in my bedroom and so it was like after that, it was, I just started, I found a church to go to, decided to put my kids in a Christian school. And I immediately wanted to start a Bible study. And that's when the neighbor, Debbie, who gave mm-hmm. me the cookies that I threw out, <laughs> I ran into her at a community party and I was just bubbling over, kind of like my mom at the beginning of this podcast. Right. <laughs> Flash it all over the place. I just wanted to share Jesus with someone. Mm. I just wanted to share. And she was the one that happened Mm -hmm. to be at the table picking up a cube of cheese at the same time (laughs) that I was. And and we started chatting. And I think she just opened the door within the conversation and said something about God. And, oh, I just like... (laughs) I, jumped I mean, on I home. jumped on it. <laughs> and and so her eyes lit up, my eyes lit up. Aww. I said, I really want to start a Bible study. I think I found a church I'm going to and this and that. And she said, oh, I've been wanting to start a Bible study. And I've been praying that God would show me people in our community. Mm-hmm. So then two of us that night agreed to meet. We found a few other ladies. That's and good. for eight years, I held a, wow. a Bible, a women's Bible study in my house every week. Mm-hmm. And there was anywhere between four to 10 Mm -hmm. of us during Mm -hmm. different seasons. It's such a great way to learn the Bible. You know, when you have a group of women, because I'm doing that now. You know, she does this on Tuesdays, your mom. You guys are just two peas in a row. I talked to my mom, Shalene. I know, girlfriend. (laughs) But my question is, um, did you ever tell Debbie you threw out her cookies? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) She made her some more. I know I wrote it in one of my books, and then I think I finally told her to her face. At some point. Such a sweet lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, she is so, so kind. And I was mm. blessed one time when I was out visiting you in Florida to get to go to one of those Bible studies. You guys were doing a study on women of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I just came back and I was like, I need to know every woman in the Bible. I need to know about all of them. Right. And it's amazing how God never meant for us to go through this alone. 
It no. was never meant to. Mm-mm. I mean, even the disciples went out mm-hmm. two by two. It's like, it's amazing how that, that just sharpens that accountability, that everything, if mm-hmm. whatever it is in your life, like Kira is for you with training. When you show up in New York, I can't wait to watch your little, what mm-hmm. are you at right now with your pushups? Oh, I don't know. I don't count, but it's okay. 50 a day. So 50 a day. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. But how numbers many, hurt my is brain. 15,000 for the year? What are you doing? 18,000. For the year. We're yeah. having a push-up challenge. Yeah. Candace and Kira's 18K. So if you do 50 a day for 360 days, that's five grace days for the year, you will have done 18,000 push-ups Woo! for 2018. And you'll have her arms, which is why I don't. Um <laughs> 15,000, 18,000, 18, 18K, sorry. We're at 2018. Yeah. Okay. Wow. The year. Yeah, yeah. got it. Year. That's yeah. adorable. So we'll go up every year. Yeah, but I mean, it's neat how you found someone in mm-hmm. your life that can keep you accountable at that, like you did about the Bible, like mm-hmm. you do, exactly. you know, you have Dave mm-hmm. Ramsey with the finance, What, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's like God did not leave us alone here That's on right. this earth right That's here. Right. If you want to seek and find him, you can. Mm-hmm. And I think people listening are going, yeah, well, I'm not Candace. And, you know, what am I going to do with my kids? And no, you're no different than any of us. I mean, literally, right. if, if God entrusted you with children, he's going to equip you with what you need to take them all the way to the finish line. There was a question that came in to me when they knew I was interviewing you, and it's about mom guilt. Mm. And they're like, ask her about mom guilt, like, you know, taking away or now I want to go back. And what's so cool is you did go back. I mean, you came back with a vengeance. I mean, God just prepared you for what was going to be planned. I mean, during those eight years or however many years it was that you were home and then it kind of shifted. So share that because there's no guilt in this for me. Like when she called it mom guilt, I was like, guilt about what? Did you eat a cookie? Like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry. I was talking about myself for a minute. Oops. Woo. I guess that's not on my keto, but, um, okay. Um, <laughs> no, so go little buddy. Like what? Tell, help. So right. For 10 years, I didn't work. I was a stay at home mom. I always wanted to go back to work, but I knew that I, I honestly had, I trusted that whatever God had for me, I was okay with. I had mm-hmm. surrendered to mother surrendered to motherhood. And if I was never going to go back to work, that was okay with me. Yeah. Cause I have a beautiful family. Amen. And, but, but I know that he knew my desire. I always wanted to. And so once my husband retired from hockey, we had talked about at that point, maybe I would try going back to work. And so that finally happened, um, a couple years after Val retired. And it was one of those, it's a little funny in my business because you just never know if it's going to hit or it's not. It's like you I called up my agent and it's like, Hey, can you throw my name back out there? Let people know I'm willing to audition. And I'd like, I'm kind of coming back into it and And see if there's anything. Jeff and Ford. Oh my gosh. At that time, I I used to think about them, you know, and how they just allowed you to, um, just stay connected. And when you want to come back, come on back. Right. And, and they were there to welcome mm, you. Exactly. Yeah. So I called awesome. them and told them and, and I just didn't know what would happen. And it wasn't, but within six weeks that I got a straight offer to go back onto a show called Make It or Break It. Right. That, at that time was on the ABC Family Channel. And I mean, we can go through everything at, at this point of from what my career, what I've done in my career. But I have to say, even though, yes, I have come back with a vengeance, 
there was a lot of hard work totally. because I've been back for, for 10 years. And even though mm. I was, it was a straight offer for a television show, there have been so many no's in between. Great. I have been so patient with my career. There was one time I talk about it in Kind as the New Classy that after I was on Make It or Break It, there was another lull for a year or two mm -hmm. and Val really wanted to move back to mm -hmm. Florida. I remember this. Mm -hmm. And I yes. was praying and praying. And it, that one was a really hard one for me because I'm, we talk about all kinds of things. And I'm usually, when Val is really set on a decision, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and yet, if I feel very strongly, we talk about it. And if I feel overly strongly, Val, of course, listens and we do what's best for our family. That's right. But Val really wanted to go back he to did. Florida. Yeah. And I, and I, there was so much pressure on me and I just knew in my gut, I said, there's something, there's something that's so close. I can feel it mm. and I don't want to leave yet because I can't do my job from Florida. I really need right. to be based in Los Angeles or New York. And, and it was one of, it was that type of pressure that my kids wanted to move back. Val wanted to move back. And I just heard God speaking, saying, it's right there, and I want you to stand your ground. Wow. And I did. I dug my heels in, and I said, can you please give us one more year at home uh, in, in Los LA. Angeles? Yeah. And it was really tough, but he said, okay. But mm -hmm. the pressure was on because I felt like if yeah, this got, doesn't no, come through. No, it just got through, stoked up. Exactly. Like, if this yeah. doesn't come through, ever, my family's going to hate me. I just wasted a year. I just wasted a year. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... It all happened it, within that year. Dancing with the Stars came. But don't you think that was the catalyst? I mean, when you got on Dancing with the Stars, it yes. was like, yes. Oh. Yeah, it really was the catalyst. Yeah. And I had had, well, I had released my second book, Balancing It All, right yes. before Dancing with the Stars. Which and was a New York Times bestseller. Hello. Yes. I'm going to brag a little. And it struck a nerve. I made a lot of people upset at CNN because I, I used this word submission at one point mm. in my mm. book and mm. then everyone wanted interviews and that flooded. And then right after that, it, Dancing with the Stars came and Fuller House, yeah. Hallmark. But all of those things just kept going one after another. And I think sometimes we think we hear from God and then we freak out, mm -hmm. right? And it reminds me of Genesis, the Garden of Eden, when Satan, when the serpent says to Eve, did God really say, mm. did God really say, don't eat of that tree? And she's like, God did say. He said we could have all the trees except for this one or I'll die. She's like, you won't die. And I feel like the enemy, we need to be very careful who we're letting speak to us, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like he's saying that to us today. Like, did God really say there was something, Candace, right behind the door? Because maybe you should just go back to Florida. Your whole family wants to. Right. And yet you really felt, I remember you telling me this, like, Shalene, I'm not trying to not be 100% for the family, but I really feel God is about to shift the atmosphere. Like yep. something's about to tip. And we need to trust the promises of God. We need to trust when we hear from the Lord to stand firm in that because other people might not have heard it. Right. It wasn't meant for them. It was meant for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's so cool to watch you walk through this because just like I love to always pit up Eve and, and Esther, right? Because Eve ultimately decided to live independently from God. She decided to live independently and she ate of the tree. 
right. in that moment, she goes, I'm not going to trust him. I'm not going to actually trust God. And yet she had, she was living in the most poshest place on the planet. The girl mm. had the silver spoon up her butt. You know what I mean? She had everything, everything. She was gorgeous. She had everything going for her. But then when I go to Esther, I feel like in that moment when you went on the view, and I know that that's one of your favorite verses too, the yeah. Esther 4.1, right? Yep. But you were like a 21st century 414. Esther 4.14. Thanks. My little Bible scholar friend. No, I'm um, really not. <laughs> I have like three that I've memorized. That's it. But it's crazy because in this pivotal moment that could have caused a lot of tension, and it was very loving of Val to go, okay, let's give it another year. But it still put that pressure on you because the clock's ticking, right? Yeah. And here you have Esther who was not born in the poshest place. You know, she's an orphan. She had to be raised by her male Jewish cousin. And she gets told to go before the king for this death wish, basically. I mean, you go before the king, you die. You eat the tree, you die. I mean, these two, even Esther, were just pitted up against each other. And I watched as you were willing to say, not my will be done, God, but yours. Like, I will go. Because who would want to be on The View? I mean, that's, I mean, it was difficult sitting in the audience. I was like so proud of you. And yet what came out of that? And then now this book and just giving an accurate picture of Christ when people are opposed to that. They totally can be. But it's like, how did you hold your convictions in those moments when you were in the hot seat, like the real hot seat? Well, I I was flat on my face every morning I woke up before I left my apartment to go to work. Flat on my face, not just on my knees because I wanted to be at the lowest place mm. possible to humble myself before God. And then I... I put on the armor of God every day. Yeah. I mean, I just spoke it. I spoke it. I put on that belt of truth mm-hmm. and breastplate of righteousness. Bre- yes, the peace. helmet of the salvation. Yeah. Uh, I of took with the sword of the spirit. Mm. Um, and I had that over me. And so I really felt that it really is the spirit of God in me and mm-hmm. the fruit of the spirit that we talked about, which is how I was able to handle that. I also think that we're all you know, we all have our God-given nature as well. Mm. And I am a, I'm a soft person in the sense that I enjoy listening. I am not afraid to speak up, but I don't get riled up as easily as other people. And uh, so that was helpful. But I just clung to the I just clung to God because I I knew I wasn't there for my purpose. So if anyone, if you can read in the book, the story of how I even came to be a co-host of The View, it was not something that I was seeking out or searching (laughs) for. When they offered me the job, I was like, uh, I'm sorry. Are are you talking to me? I'm, no, you must have someone else. (laughs) I passed on it three times, four times. They kept coming back. Gave me everything that, I mean, I tried to make it impossible for them to hire me. I remember me. you telling me that. So there's tried no to way they're going to hire me. Because was it, weren't you filming I was, Fuller House too? I was living in Los Angeles. The show films live in New York mm-hmm. every day. I would have to commute every week. I had my contractual commitments with Hallmark and with Fuller House. I was like, how are we supposed to do this all? And they were like, we'll make it work. And I literally could not say no. Mm-hmm. Right. They said yes to everything. And at that point, I said, okay, God, 
clearly you've opened the store mm. and you want me to walk through it. And I am scared out of my mind yeah. because thanks mom and dad for never talking about politics growing up <laughs> ever, which gave me no help whatsoever. <laughs> and <laughs> no, it's okay, mom. Uh, but I walked through it. So I, every day I was there, I just trusted God because I knew that he placed me there. And mm -hmm. if I didn't even have the words, whether he gave them to me that day or not, I just knew I was tr trying to honor him as best as I could. And mm -hmm. some days were better than others. Sure. But I, like I said, wasn't there for myself. I was there to glorify him. I think and it was very obvious why you were there mm -hmm. and that God put you there. And you had so many people that were watching that were just inspired with your courage mm. and your bravery. And then, you know, even when I went, I, the gals were very sweet. You oh, know, they all, all are. They're, they're all wonderful. Very, very yeah. wonderful. And, uh, but when you're at that table, you know, you're talking, you're talking, uh, with different views and cultures and, and as a mom, I just sat back and I was just like so proud and I would go, wow. You know, I mean, you could just feel, I could feel the Holy Spirit in you and Thanks. was so amazed at what was coming out of your mouth because you weren't taught that <laughs> as a child. Um, but I, I do remember as a, as a little girl, and I think it was on Full House, where you came to me and you said something that you weren't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you, you need to go to the producers and tell them that mm. you're not comfortable. I can't go and tell them. I want you. And I think that was a way of encouraging you. You always taught me that, Mom. Oh, did I? You did. <laughs> I remember that. You always... I know. You know what the funny thing is? <laughs> We're going to have family therapy here right That's now. It's okay. <laughs> Splash it out. I, I remember thinking that you, I, I knew that you were not always very confident. You've grown a lot right. in your confidence, yes, but when we were younger, mm -hmm. you did so, you did a lot of things and managing us, eventually opening up an agency. Those were all mm -hmm. scary things. But I remember thinking, well, my mom's, she, you weren't, you were nervous. You were mm -hmm. not super confident. And yet it's, you taught all of us girls that right from the beginning. I remember when Melissa tried acting, didn't like it. You said, you don't have to do it anymore, but you need to call up the agent and let mm. the agent know that you don't want to do this mm -hmm. and just say that you're all done. Mm -hmm. So you always had us make those big decisions for ourselves and you Some made us speak instead of speaking mm -hmm. for yes. us. And that was one mm -hmm. of the best things that you could have done as a mother, because even though you at that time may not have been as confident with your voice within your particular circumstances, mm -hmm. you certainly gave us the ability to use our voice. You pass that along and it's awesome, but you use your voice now. Yes, I do. <laughs> but I do. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I, and I think that, um, I knew that about myself and I knew that it was something that kind of kept me from moving forward. And I didn't want you girls to be held back. I wanted you to be like your dad, who is very opinionated and has lots of thoughts and stuff. And, and <laughs> I wanted you to yeah. be like that too, because I wasn't. But anyway. That's great. I know, but your kindness splashed on them because the way you deliver things is so much more like your mom, where I'm more like your dad. Like, you yes. know, like I've had to learn to be a strong woman under God's control and that it's okay to just hit the pause button. I don't have to be heard. 
I don't have to be right in the room if what I'm doing I know is authorized by God. And I mean, I'm 49. I wish I would have got that sooner. Like mm-hmm. any of you young people, so like just get won. it now. Yeah. I know, but you had it. I mean, I think because of your mom, like I can tell how much she's rubbed off on me and how much you've rubbed off on me, little buddy. It's like, there's a big difference when you have friends who they, they live that fruit of the spirit. It's, you don't put that on Candace. That's who you are in Christ. And some people are gifted with those things. And some people have to just beg God to have the spirit rise up. Like for me, um, and it's, compassion comes very easy to me, but kindness is harder sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, you're rude. I'm not going to return it with kindness. And that's so opposite of what the Bible says to do. Right. And yet when I do return an insult with a blessing, when I do trust what God says to do and not eat the tree, right? I get to live out the adventure that he really wanted that relationship to be, or the places that he really wanted to take me, or or it's it's limitless mm-hmm. and it's so crazy. And I'm like, dang it, how many times did I miss this? How many times did I miss these moments? The, these moments with God where he's like, Shalina. But the great was, thing is he keeps giving them I to know. us all over again so every patient. single day. It's wonderful. Yes, he renews we them ha- every day. Every day. Praise God for that. No, true. Gosh, this has been a good show for you, buddy. Don't you feel good, Barb? I do feel good. It does feel good. Like, it's nice to know, like, when you're... If you could see the, my smile. <laughs> it's from ear to ear. We can, we can feel it. We can feel it. We can hear your smile. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I, I, I am so grateful that you wrote this book and you've mm. written... And obviously- it is a wonderful book. I mean, I'm almost through it. I think I'm three quarters of the way through it. And it's a book that you're going to keep going back to. I mean, I've learned so many things and just learning about myself and, and, um, you know, even be more kind and how to get through certain things with kindness. And, um, I just know that, um, you know, people are going to keep this on their coffee table and they're going to keep reading it because I hope they do. Or I hope that you get it and then pass it along. One lady wrote me and said she bought the book, read it, and now she's wrote her name in the cover in the like co- said, in the yeah. cover uh-huh. kind of like a library book mm-hmm. and so she's just going to pass it along mm-hmm. i believe and put like a date and put and a date some... and oh. and then i think she had a return address so maybe within a year or two to see how many people oh, read okay. it and wrote it and passed it on so i um, loved that well, that's splashing do... kindness that's well, what we do that's what you're saying because i have already given this to a woman who said i'm going to be doing a um I have a book club, a new book club, and we're starting out with Candace's book. And I'm like, seriously? And she said, yes. I said, well, I had the book, so here you go. You better read it first, you know? Fantastic. And so she did. So uh, that's a great idea. I'm going to write her name in there. And I'm just going to... I think one of the kindest things that I see you do um, just consistently, and I'm going to just brag about you for a minute, but that you use your platform mm-hmm. to not only splash kindness, but awareness. Um, and I, what's coming to my mind right now is that hockey team. And I know that when people hear this, it'll probably be old news, but it's not old news to the moms that had to bury their boys, right? Mm, yeah. And as I put my daughter on a bus, you know, she's playing D1 lacrosse in Virginia. And I put my, she's telling me, mom, we're getting on the bus. And, and how you brought that awareness to me because mm. I didn't even know about it. Um, to the f- point where it literally, that GoFundMe thing, like I went on and I'm like, Bryce, yes. we need to donate. Um, it's so beautiful how you do that, buddy. And I, I wanted you to share a little bit because I saw you wearing the hockey jersey 
What was that whole point for? But I just love how you use your well, platform. That was, that was that was the community that they were honoring all those all those boys and their coaches and the mm. people that worked on the team. That there was a horrific bus crash, yeah. and uh, most of them passed away. And so they chose a day in the community, and it was it's in a, a province in Canada. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't I'm a matter. hockey mom. Mm-mm, it doesn't right. matter. I've never been to that city or met any of those people. But it's community, right? Mm-hmm. It's yes. the, the whole world is really a very small mm-hmm. community. That's you right. just find the people you you relate to or have something in common with, and and we share with others. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to honor all of them. Being a hockey mom, I mean, I cr- I've cried so many times dropping my boys off yeah. since then to hockey practice or just when they get in the car and drive themselves because mm-hmm. we never know. That's I don't right. want to bring this whole thing down. but no, it's So not. I just shared on Instagram. I know my Instagram and my Facebook page are really big platforms. I have mm-hmm. over, uh, between all of them, I, mean, I have close to 10 million followers. Mm-hmm. So I can use it for good. I could use it for, for, neg- for negativity if I want, but obviously right. I choose to use it for good and, and kindness. So that was just something I wanted to spotlight because it's so mm-hmm. near and dear to my heart. And mm-hmm. um, and I try to do that with as many things as I, I can. I you just, do. That's the power of social media that I, yes. that I love. There's some awful things about social media we could talk all day long about, but right. but overall I really do love social media because we can share so many important things with people and we can literally touch hearts through the screen just by letting people know that we're here and they are loved and they, they mean something. They Mm -hmm. are of value. We see you. Yeah. We see you. We hear you. But when you do that, that splashed love onto me and then I'm sharing it with my, you know, couple thousand followers, but it doesn't matter the size. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. It's exactly it's it's just that we all have effect. a plat we, we all you. have a platform. So it doesn't matter how big or small it is. Right. If you are a mom, you're you have a platform with your mm. children. If you are a sister, a brother, uh, a wife, a, a daughter, wife, yeah. a daughter, a friend, Coworker. it means you have a platform. Amen. That's right. And it's like we live in such a culture that sometimes can be attacking or belittling or even negative when it comes to, you know, people's opinions like we were talking about earlier. But I love the verse in First Peter that says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. I like to call it kindness, right? Like your book. Yes. Because this is, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I mean, that's a promise from God. And I just think it's so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like when you return an insult with a blessing, that kind of love splashes onto everyone around you and it creates ripples. It creates momentum. I mean, just that one post, the fact that I even just brought it up, like it's still affecting me because Brookie gets on the bus to play uh, lacrosse yes. at her college. So it's, I, I just, I'm grateful that you use it that way. And, and I'm grateful to see how God allows you to multiply it. Um, but more importantly, it's like, thank you for giving an accurate picture of Christ thank just by you. loving God and loving people without being church cheesy about it. Cause it's so beautiful. Church-cheesy. No, I appreciate it. I might be church cheesy sometimes. <laughs> no. Thank you. So I, thank you, I, man. 
with all those kind things, I do have to say, but I, I'm, I appreciate them. But just remember, I'm still a human being because I somewhere out there, I will always disappoint someone. I will never be the kind of Christian they think I should be. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to learn. We're all on a learning curve. So right. let's mm-hmm. pass along the grace to one another mm-hmm. and the kindness Absolutely. instead of the judgment. That's yeah. right. 100%. We suck and need a savior. I get it. I love that. <laughs> I suck and need a savior. That's my thing. Amen. Yes. But I want to thank you for coming and just driving over to You're the studio. Welcome. And Yay. until next time, everyone, splash the kindness. Splash Woo. it on. That's right. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. <laughs>